Brina Garen, and you're listening to Hex Positive. Welcome, witches. This is episode 22 of Hex Positive. I'm your host, Brina Garen, and it is finally the month of Halloween. I don't know about you, but my home is already covered in spooky and has been since Labor Day of last year. And naturally, because it is October, I am going to cover some appropriately spooky stuff. If you're tuning in from last month, you'll already know that I'm keeping my witch story and hat on. This thing is just so comfy. And digging into the history of the witch finders, specifically Matthew Hopkins and John Stern. I hope you have your rotten tomatoes ready. I told you we'd get to them. But I'm not going in alone. Oh, no. I brought backup. And though it is the opinion of the Council of Sassy Witches that we are not allowed to be in the same zip code lest something go boom, that does not stop us from meeting in the virtual studio to utterly trounce a bunch of witch-hating dead guys. Back by popular demand, all the way from the UK, please welcome the absolutely fabulous Lozzie Stardust. Welcome back, Lozzie! Very exciting. Ooh, Cue the history. crowd cheers in the background. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take my hat off. Just bow. Doff oh, caps, etc. <laughs> <laughs> now, for those not in the know, Lazi and I had a rollicking good time talking about King James and Shakespeare and witches and the Scottish play earlier this year. If you haven't heard that episode, you're fine for this month, but you're going to want to give it a listen. The amount of fun we had on that really ought to be illegal. So for anyone who missed it, Lozzie, please do tell the good people who you are. I am Lozzie Stardust. I am a atheist, secular, witchy type person with a deep love of history and drama and anything in between. Um, Basically, yeah. And you're also just an awesome, awesome person. Oh, I like it. I just like, you can probably see me on the camera. I'm just like, oh, I'm just red now. She's she's having a moment. I'm having a moment. I'm just like. (laughs) She's all (laughs) verklempt. Talk amongst yourselves. Seedless watermelon. How do they do it? Discuss. <laughs> uh, Did you in she's... fact carry that watermelon? Give <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a reference. Whoop whoop. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Also, Lazi is in fact a top-notch cackler. One of the best I've seen. And if you stick around. All the way to the very end of the episode, you might hear it if you're very lucky. So we've got our pointy boots on, our brooms at the ready, and a bottle of something strong firmly in hand, because I have a feeling we're going to need it. And we're going to step back about 375-ish years, math is hard, uh, to 1644 to talk about 
the witch finder general, and his partner in crime, the witch pricker, double it. Lozzie, my love, are you ready to dunk on these bastards? Oh, oh yes, I'm 500% ready. I we could say that, yes. Yeah. I was born ready! <laughs> and away we go. So, I believe we can start with John Stern. He was the, the elder of the two, born around 1610, if, I, if my notes serve me correctly. Yes. He is. So um, he, there's not, surprisingly, not that much written on Stern. Hopkins really did do a, a grand number of just being like, everything's about Hopkins. Um, but he was actually, John Stern himself was a member of the gentry. Um, and he was based near Bury St. Edmunds. Um, and it was actually surprising um, because Hopkins will come up to it later I'm sure Hopkins wasn't kind of as gentrified as Stern so it was actually like a really massive shock and everyone was just like but you know like Stern clearly doesn't need the money and he doesn't need the fame um so it was very very interesting um he was he was well established but later on so when everything had uh, gone to pot again hashtag spoiler alert didn't end well um the um he was also had a lot more money troubles there. Um, so it's just like, hmm, what was he doing with all that cash? Well, nothing good, I'd imagine. And no, certainly not. not investing wisely. Not a lot of money in uh, in witch hunting. I mean, yes, they fleeced the crap out of people uh, to the point that, you know, special taxes had to be levied around, what was it, Ipswich? Yep. To uh, get to, to actually... Time. Yes, to, to pay these idiots, but you yeah. know, we'll 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 all oh, we'll yeah, get yeah, to yeah. it. Oh, yeah, we'll get yeah, I am <laughs> we will you. get to it. Yes. Um now Hopkins is uh quite a bit younger. We're not terribly sure uh when he was born, but he couldn't have been any older than twenty eight when he died in sixteen forty seven or forty eight, I believe. I think. Yes, yes. It was it was uh, shortly after um, their you know two or three year career as witch finders, and they they did so much damage in just this minuscule amount of time. It's shocking. Um, but Hopkins was also sort of very very minor uh, gentry. He had come into an inheritance from his late father, who was a vicar. And uh, his brother had gone into the church, so he didn't uh, need the money. Um, so Hopkins had this small inheritance. He brought himself an inn. And so he's a property owner. He's a, he's a bit landed. He's a bit posh. And uh, let's see. We'll, we'll pop forward to uh, 1644. Hopkins is, you know, off on his own. He's a great big fan of King Jimmy Boy and demonology. And... Uh, he meets this fellow, John Stern, in uh, where 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 was it, Lazzie? My my notes are failing me. Uh, Manning so, Tree. Manning Tree. Tree yes. In. Funnily enough, in Essex, isn't it? I in suspect Essex. they didn't talk like this though, was it? Oh no. Yeah, you sorry. what? You what, mate? Sorry, one's native uh, one's native accent is slipping out there. Um. So yeah. So they were um they met in Chelmsford in Essex um, and it was mainly um, 
they met in Chelmsford, but there was very, very little known about Hopkins pre-1944. So before he kind of just burst out onto the bullet burst out. <laughs> Hashtag witch finder scene. Okay, brilliant. Um, and then he he's the first witches that he accused um, was actually in March 1644 because um, apparently six witches tried to kill him. Now, I don't know how, how important he thinks he is. However, there were rumours. And again, people like to make them sound. So I'm just going to do a little like spoiler here. People like to make them sound selves sound a little bit more important when they're being pompous assholes. So there are reports Shocking. that he <laughs> girl surprise. Um, so there was, you know, some people were like, OK, he was landed and he brought in. Some people were like, OK, he was a lawyer in Essex um but the main kind of one of the main factors is like you said um his dad was a vicar um his dad was actually a puritan vicar and this is where we've got the protestants and the catholics and then all of a sudden it's just like a new player has entered the game and it's just like okay puritans have tied for the lead and um <laughs> I just made a <laughs> anyway um so it's just um so the you've got that kind of third sect coming in which which will definitely play into to more political stuff later yes and uh it is important to note um since you brought it up their activities were taking place during the english civil war yes. so everything is already just a god-awful mess and yep. they were operating primarily in east Anglia. So yes. there's already a very strong uh, Puritan and parliamentarian uh, presence in the area known as the Eastern Association. So yep. people in this area were already scared because, you know, there's a war on. But additionally, they were Puritans. So they're pretty rigid, famously terrified of witches and very quick to condemn anyone they saw as having committed like heretical or sinful acts these were the people who had a stick so far up their ass that you know england england told them get out and yeah you know, that's no why refunds. we had them here <laughs> no refunds off you, off no you pop <laughs> no refunds it's like marcus um exactly yeah. and yeah. from from what i have here apparently uh hopkins overheard these women uh plotting to kill him uh, yep. and discussing them meetings with the devil because you know that's a thing that witches would totally do uh talk about their secret activities where they could be overheard by the person they're trying to assassinate yeah that 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 makes freaking sense absolutely 200 <laughs> percent. i mean where else would you where else would you come up with a mastermind plan if not out of, you know just like underneath the bedroom window of your your uh alleged victim so uh yeah that totally 10 out of 10 makes uh, makes total sense there but uh, a little right. bit of um just to, to put it in scale of where we were from um the last uh, podcast episode go back and listen to it it's awesome source um jimmy eventually <laughs> jimmy again oh, my mate <laughs> james the first of england six the of godliest Scotland. boy who ever godly the godliest boy who ever godly boyed <laughs> um, croaks it his son is Charles I, takes over. Parliament isn't, I mean, English politics is just, ugh, anyway. Um, but Parliament's not the same as it is today for any uh, fellow islanders that are listening. Um, 
they held a lot of the purse strings, but they weren't as in control. And the House of Lords and the House of Commons were very still very separated. Um, Charles had pissed everyone off by marrying a French Catholic. So he's Anglican, like Protestant, like his dad. And everyone's just like, OK, cool. And then he marries a French Catholic, um, Henrietta Marie. And that really didn't go down too well. Later on, because Parliament weren't getting, giving him the dosh for the stuff that he wanted, he prologued Parliament. So they were also really not happy. So then Oliver Cromwell, who also resides in East Anglia, um, pitches up, declares himself the Lord and Protector. So he's just like, um, yes, it's a bit like just uh, cramming a little bit more uh, Shakespeare in here. Hamlet slash the Lion King when uh, Scar's just like, we're talking about kings and succession. And the hyenas are like, no, king, no, king. And he's like, no, but I'm going to be the Lord Protector. (laughs) But you have to call me your highness. So, yeah, he's. So that's the kind of um, he was Puritan as well. Parliamentary uh, parliamentarians. So. It's interesting to take that into account when we're talking about Hopkins and Stern and the fact that they basically everyone was bloody thoroughly distracted and uh, old uh, Crommy wasn't going to exactly go round and go, hmm, that's a fellow Puritan landed uh, Cambridgeshire region dude probably shouldn't step in until it gets too bad because you're not really going to want to Cut your, your nose off to spite your face, really. Precisely. And it's also worth noting that um, because, you know, like we said, there's a war on, um, a lot of the trials that uh, Hopkins and Stern and their their company, because they did uh, travel with a few other people, um, you know, the, a lot of the trials that they conducted or presided over, ooh, those are some heavy ass air quotes, um, they were uh, sort of overseen by the justices of the peace, like the very local law, rather than the formal assizes, which were a higher and more organized court and probably would have been a lot harder to hoodwink and railroad into like doing what they wanted. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they they did have some very staunch opponents right from the start. A, a, a couple of uh, very wise people going, hang on a minute, and we'll we'll get to them later. Uh, but yeah, so uh, here we are, 1644 in Manningtree in uh, in Chelmsford in Essex, and uh, Hopkins has apparently heard these witches plotting to kill him because you know he's a dramatic bastard. Um, I just picture him as like that really obnoxious shit stirrer who shows up uninvited to every dinner party, who's always trying to cause drama and like talk about himself. Like he's the guy that takes over every conversation, like any subject he can just be like, yeah. And that ties into and turns it back to talking about some ridiculous conspiracy theory. And like everyone is sick of him, but he won't go away. He's, I mean, he's, he's two steps away from a fedora and a neck beard. He's I'm the QAnon uncle. Yes. Or, or <laughs> just like, that, you know, oh, man, I'm just trying to, like, better myself. Or I'm just, like, looking for a healthy debate. 
Thank God. Oh, oh yeah. He's definitely the guy who would have been yeah. like, but I'm just playing devil's advocate in the chat. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. that guy. Yeah. 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 And we only have woodcuts of what he looked like, but I'm betting he had a really punchable face. Yeah. I just, just, yeah. 500%. 500. <laughs> just, I can't even argue with that because I'm just like, ah, you know, historical bias. Nope. 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 Punch What's that? Mm, yes. Yeah. So uh, this this little, you know, mid 20 something year old, he rocks up to John Stern, you know, the, the local witch detector dude who was who was already out and about uh, conducting his business with these rigged tests. And we'll get to those in just oh. a moment. Oh, be, be ready for some rage. Have your whiskey ready. Um, yeah, he just he rocks up to Stern and says, hey, hey, these, these witches are trying to kill me. Let's get him. Yep. And Stern is like, well, you seem sharp and highly suspicious. Let's make you my assistant. Yes. And oh, Hopkins yes. promptly takes over the operation. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, hmm, hold on a minute. Stern's like, wait, I got one with too much smarts. Oh, no, this is my first failure. Yeah. Mistakes were made. Mistakes were, yeah, yeah, mistakes were made. But also now I'm swimming in a butt ton of money. So, eh. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Um, another thing worth uh, worth noting for a historical context. Um, this is the 1640s, mid 1640s. Uh, following the Lancaster trials of like 1612 to 1634, it was a whole mess. That was like, uh, how, how do you say? Is it Samlesbury or Samlesbury? Because I've been saying it wrong. I know I have. So I'm feeling it's like Samlesbury, and I've been saying it wrong. I'm gonna say Samlesbury, and Samlesbury. there's gonna be a whole load of like northern witches just like get out, get out, <laughs> you southern mare, get out. Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry. Enough. All right, so Samlesbury. I've been saying Samlesbury that whole time, and I, I can feel like small rocks thudding against the side of my head. Nah, so nah, nah. just no, it could just maybe properly being really southern and just like completely just like mispronouncing it, and they're just like what. What are you even talking about? Uh, a place. Oh, finish. <laughs> uh, F in the chat for pronunciation. Anyway, so yes, the, the Lancaster uh, trials were, of course, uh, Samlesbury and the, the much more famous Pendle Hill, uh, which I will discuss at some point in the future. Lozzie, I might have you back on for that one because ooh, it's bonkers and I have a feeling yep. you could have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, because of all the nonsense that went on there, uh, there was a legal requirement put in place uh, for witch trials to have material proof that the accused was a witch, such as, you know, witch marks or or what have you. Uh, up until a witch was proven to have made a pact with the devil, their crimes weren't really any different from any other criminal. It's like, yeah, sure, you, you may have, you know, made someone sick or, uh, you know, cause their cows to stop giving milk, but that doesn't make you, in the eyes of the secular law, any different from somebody who, like, punched someone in the face or, like, stole a loaf of bread. Um, but once demonolatry was involved, once, you know, they've broken faith with the church, now they're heretics, and that meant bad Bernie pointy things. Uh, yes. Thus, you know, Hopkins and Stern didn't necessarily set out to prove the alleged witches they found uh had been guilty of any act of maleficium of, of harmful magic 
but they set out to prove that they had made that pact with the devil and were therefore capable of doing harm through witchcraft. Because once you brand someone as a heretic, you can pretty much do with them what you please because the Puritans go, oh, heresy. Oh, no. Oh, no. Heresy Precisely. So whether the accused had actually done provable harm was immaterial. It doesn't as matter. As long as they confess to being a witch. Yeah, because, you know, when you become a heretic, it's like, the you know, as opposed to GBH, it's like spiritual equivalent of GBH. And that's a very different kettle of fish. There you go. So uh, off they go in 1644 into Chelmsford to just utterly muck things up. Uh, they they round up this poor group of women and immediately uh, set to work detecting these witches. Oh, just, yeah, just absolutely. It's... So I think in total, so total numbers, um, I haven't been able to get, again, like historical revisionism, etc. I haven't been able to get a full total, but it's believed to be anywhere between 230 and 300 witches during this like three and a half year period i mean that is in the whole of the witch trials between the 15th century and 18th century hopkins and stern were responsible for 60 percent of those witch trials between the 15th century and the 18th century those 3.5 odd years were responsible for 60 percent of witch trials and 20 to 25 percent of the executions yeah yeah and it's just like that's bonkers in that period of time you know i mean between the 15th and 18th century you know that's that's hundreds of years and then like in three years they managed to do like oh yeah just unspeakable 25 percent of those actually so um i remember um from your last one the um about yes it was definitely gender was an issue but actually um 25 percent of um 25 percent of those up to 300 were actually men um including a guy from norfolk who was just a baker yep um, and the only thing they had on him was he had some scars and some marks so it's it's yes it's gender orientated because women are easier to accuse but it's not entirely they yeah they were in a weird way they were more progressive which is the weirdest (laughs) thing i think i've ever said about hopkins and stern like well technically 25 percent that wasn't an entirely gender neutral like it was sorry not gender neutral completely one-sided gender bias and it's just like man no that's not what i'm going for (laughs) Oh, progressive uh progressive gender politics in the worst possible way yeah but i just yeah i just don't want people to think oh it's just i mean it was definitely like a definitely like a women can't defend themselves half as easily and some of the things that they were oh, yeah. doing it was just like mm, somebody's getting their rocks off somewhere like Whoa. oh yes yeah. absolutely and it was also you know the the whole like 
very misogynistic view. And of course, you know, they, uh, Hopkins in particular was a huge, huge fan of uh, demonology, you know, the, the pamphlet written by King James. And there's an awful lot in demonology. If you ever want a good rage read listeners and try, try just getting through the introduction to that. Um, yeah. Oof. Oof. It, it required like two glasses of wine. Um, but yeah, it's, it's rough, but there's a lot in there. And there was a lot in the popular superstition of the day that said, you know, well, women are uh, much less intelligent and, you know, they are more uh, susceptible to temptation. Uh, they are, they are more susceptible to being led astray, which is why we have to, you know, keep this, these tight uh, patriarchal societal uh, standards upon them because you know they they might go off and do silly things like not want to cook and clean and bear children that they might do silly things like want to read and bear uh have families of their own and not be completely beholden to their husband and wear pants and have pockets How very dare they they, they might pocket. even go into the woods with other ladies and have fun Oh, they might God. have. Fun. Oh, God, no, they must have fun. They mustn't have fun. They mustn't make decisions for themselves. They mustn't go into business. They mustn't be independent and have agency, because then what will we do? We'll have to do our own washing up. Uh, and the wandering accent syndrome makes itself known. <laughs> yes. So it, naturally, you know, of, of course, there there's uh all of this going on and uh so they're they're taking their their methods and their uh philosophies uh largely from demonology uh and the malic the malleus maleficarum yeah that's another big one that you're just like oh just i can't it's they're just gross like even even by the standards of the day of reading them is just kind of like really and of course you know I, I spoke about uh, in the last one how uh, people like Reginald Scott were already you know looking at these procedures uh, when these other two texts were being written and kind of going um no <laughs> as a matter of fact no uh, this is bullshit and y'all are killing a bunch of innocent people for no reason can we not. Yep. So, yes. So we're in, uh, we'll we'll circle back around to it eventually. I swear we will. Uh, But we uh, we're still in. uh, Manning Tree. Yeah. Manning Manning Tree tree first. And then it was Chelmsford. Because Manning Tree, there was six witches tried to kill him. Um, Mm -hmm. I think what's worth noting, um, very, very worth noting, is that Hopkins was actually self-appointed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the uh, the whole Witchfinder General thing was a completely made-up title. He yep. gave himself that title, which is yep. just so cringe. And he was just like, yeah, Parliament totally bestowed this title upon me. And, of course, Parliament were like, I don't know, you know, Oliver Cromwell was like, oh, I'm a little bit busy trying to organise a coup. I kind of can't be bothered with this right now at the moment. So, eh. Also, you know, it's keeping people in uh, order, so that's less for me to have to worry about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, well, if they had been doing anything uh, that had been, like, fleecing people out of their money 
for I think for literally anything else but finding witches, I think there would have been more action taken more quickly. But people were like, because, you know, people had brought this up to the Assises more or less right away. It's like saying, hey, these dudes are out there. uh, They're asking us for, you know, 20 some shillings a town, which uh, is what? That's 30, 3,500 pounds in modern money. It's it's a lot. They were paid anywhere between. So when they first started out on their career, they were paid approximately six pounds per witch. Um, Mm. And that, you know, bearing in mind that uh, the average income for the day was under 10 pounds a year. And then in some places, they were actually getting £23 per witch. So if you say, on average, what, 15 quid per witch, 300 maths. Hold the line, caller. It's a lot. But of course they charged by the head. (laughs) But of course they charged by the head because, like, that's where the money is. And, you know, if they... If they accused a whole bunch of people and hanged half a town, oh, well, it didn't matter to them. They walked away with their pockets full. And to a certain extent, I think at the start, it was genuinely like a, you know, we are, you know, it starts with six. So it's like, OK, in, in, in you know, in, in the real terms, that's kind of a not a large amount. I mean, it's terrible, but it's not a large amount. And then, you know, when it goes they're going over to like Berry St. Edmunds and it's just like, you know, kind of 50 at a time and people are just having to, you know, they were having to raise taxes, raise taxes just because Hopkins and Stern were turning up. And it was just getting to a point where it's really hard from a historical perspective to be able to find out if there were such a problem with gossip amongst average people about witches and you know the fear factor and everything versus the fact that Hopkin and Stern have turned up and they're walking through your market oh god there's going to be witches so as they become more popular it's like okay what came first was it the issue with the superstition or the fact that they were just simply turning up rocking up walking around markets and kind of introducing themselves at town halls and then people were just seeing them and they were just like oh my god there must be witches here we've got to dig them out for them oh yeah oh yeah and it became very much a self-fulfilling prophecy um you know i don't i don't have like a, a record saying this or anything and i haven't read through all of uh you know the 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 memoirs left by stern or hopkins discovery of witches because it's just so oh, hard i'm gonna but, go yeah i'll go on a tangent about that in a second sorry carry on. <laughs> but i wouldn't be shocked if they had had something like in their pitch uh like you know oh we don't just like show up places by accident we're, we're drawn to where these these evil evil people are uh just as like you know, it's though the fact that we're here is proof that you must have witches somewhere in your town and we're going to find them for you. Open the coffers, please. Yeah, it's just like, OK, you know what? You know, our mere presence alone must strike fear into the hearts of every witch everywhere. So we've been particularly drawn to you. It has nothing to do that we were up the road last week, but obviously we want to chase them out like rats and they'll spread. 
Um, and, you know, because when there's one witch, there's more than one. That is a general accepted rule. There's not just like one village healer. Um, that was probably the truth. It was you, you would have to have instantly a. Um, there is no singular witch. Yeah, which there's is always again, a coven. There's always yeah. a coven. And, you know, that also helps because, you know, if they're not working alone, mm-hmm. then uh, that's a couple of extra pounds at least um yeah yeah, i mean the actual like yeah the name we call it the discovery of witches right but the actual name like holy like it is the most edgelord like pretentious young upstart thing that i've ever heard it's the full title is the discovery of witches in answer Feveral queries lately delivered to the judges of Alfie's for the county of Norfolk and now published by Matthew Hopkins, Witchfinder, for the benefit of the whole kingdom. Jeez. That is the entire name of the thing. And oh, then geez. you've got old Jimmy Boy's Exodus 2218, mm-hmm. Thou Shall Not Suffer a Witch to Live. Yeah, thanks for that, Jimmy Boy. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. And actually, one of the uh, to your point about the, the the village healer and there's there's always more than one witch. Uh, Stern uh, argues in his uh, in his memoirs. I have the title here somewhere. There's so much. It's around here somewhere. Anyway, uh, he argues in his memoirs this whole thing about, oh, no, no, we were completely justified because obviously, well, I mean, we, we went to these places and, well, we found witches, so we were fully justified in everything that we wanted to do. And even though it was sort of accepted at the time that your village was going to need someone who understood uh different types of medicine i mean i mean everybody had like a basic understanding of some kind of herb craft because that was medicine back then every housewife had something in her garden for you know common complaints but there was someone in the in most villages who would have some sort of specialized skill and that was just an accepted part of life stern argued that even though these people were just an accepted part of life and generally weren't the first ones looked to or seen as like equivalent to uh, witches who were, you know, off in the woods at these devilish rites and so on and so forth, he argued that they were to be viewed with just as much suspicion as anyone who had ever, you know, sickened a cow or gone to a witch's sabbath because you know well obviously where there's one there's another and you know they're they're practicing these things that are oh so very similar to what these other witches are doing so they should also be viewed with suspicion rather than you know just sort of sort of going oh yes so old agnes out there on the edge of the village yeah she's a bit weird but you know what she helps with the birthings and you know oh well when, when my cow was sick she helped and you know we, we just kind of let her be because she's old and widowed and she's just trying to you know make a few pennies for herself as he starts going no no that's a witch go get her that's a witch I also mean, pay me 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's which, and also, you know, we can't have women going to them for things like that require, like perhaps body autonomy, to uh, assist oh, with. Uh, yeah, because you know, body autonomy is apparently no longer a thing. Sorry, uh, yeah. yeah, sorry. I, I didn't want it to be. I, this was not supposed to be. <laughs> to, to, to quote Trey, this was not supposed to be a timely episode. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. So if you've got a little old lady who's just like, I had your daughters in a bad way. Obviously, the you know the dads would have never found out, but you know you, your mum goes go and see old um, Agnes at the top, and she'll uh, sh- she'll brew you a tea. Um, you know, we can't possibly have anybody, you know, having bodily autonomy. And, uh, you know, won't somebody think of the potential unborn children? <sighs> just, yep. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm Texas raged now. Oh, and just to make this fully timely, uh, there was like sort of a stigma against, uh, you know, reproductive rights for a while with the church. But it fully was not like a religious issue in the States until the early part of the 20th century when a whole bunch of white people got up in their feelings and were like, oh, my God, there's so many immigrants here now and there's so many non-white people. And what if they outnumber us? Oh, my God, we have to have more babies. You're not allowed to have abortions anymore. Jesus wept. Yes. And he would, because, you know, like I might not you know yeah i don't think yeah yeah but people for do, for a yeah, very people... for a very long time this was just an accepted medical practice it's yeah. you're carrying a kid you don't want here yeah. here's a scathing tea this is what we do and true it may have been a scandal true if you were like of a certain rank of society, you could perhaps be punished for doing so. Uh, but it wasn't seen with the same vitriol that like we're seeing now in Texas, where it's this ungodly act. It's like, no, no, y'all are y'all are just so far off the mark is it isn't funny. Blast the moral majority, they ruined everything. <sighs> conservative white people ruin everything anyway so <laughs> i said it i said it i regret nothing anyway so hopkins stern fuck them yes so um they go off to to find these witches and i believe they uh they end up accusing uh over 20 different women while they're in uh chelmsford um and it's it's just a a god awful mess uh four of them die in prison 19 were convicted and hanged off of this original thing of oh yeah it's just this this half dozen or so but like you said where there's one there must be more and they uh they go off and they uh they employ all of these you know of course these are tried and true methods for uh discovering you know whether these are witches and oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. so go off <laughs> yeah i'm just like the, the methods so the methods um the methods really oh, man i mean this was premeditated so originally the 
the standard thing was, oh, well, you know, you've got to have evidence, which, again, you know, can be very easily. Oh, I just also happen to have, you know, like a whole tub of mugwort in my cloak here. Oh, look, I found some mugwort or, or whatever. So she's clearly in league with the devil. And you, like you said, there was a push for, for more substantive evidence. Um, and so England was really into familiars being a thing as well. You also mentioned that on the last podcast episode. Um, but they, yeah, they were seriously like seriously into familiars and one of the methods was to make the person or the accused walk around for several days um and nights with no sleep because they could only call their familiars when they were resting so they would be um you know subjected to the humiliation of walking around their village or their town or, or their their city um just like absolutely like sleep deprived cold starving and then on top of that that is when the physical examination would occur um and it yeah it's just i don't want to go into it because you know massive massive tw it just was really not nice you know stripping women absolutely bare naked and scanning every single inch for a possible mark lesion teat because um the big one was um looking for teats because that is where the these devil marks is where the imps or the devil's familiars um would suckle the blood of the accused and that really comes into the whole oh you know like um pricking thing is they wouldn't feel any pain um and it wouldn't bleed because the blood had already been let from that area problem is is they didn't just stop at the oh we'll just poke the moles it was all over like yeah yeah just just absolutely horrible and um this this devil's mark stuff was just really like anything it could be a a pimple a flea bite it could be a scar it could be you know anything and of course these poor women are not and, and these gents you know being a baker if you've got arthritis in your hands you've definitely you know if you're a baker you have definitely done that thing where you've stuck your hand in the oven and you've like caught the corner of your arm and you have sworn bloody murder and after you do that enough like you're going to get no sensation there so they would prick these people in these places and be like well clearly they have no sensation there and then it got worse because then they would blunt the instruments so they'd have one side would be blunted and you could do like a sleight of hand fancy trick prick yourself with the sharp side to prove that it wasn't a trick one and then flip it over and then prick them with the blunt one they did have um these were known as bodkins and these were really um it was Kinad in Scotland who was really big on them. Um, but Stern was quite a massive fan of them as well. Um, and he, they were called bodkins. Um, the retractable ones don't seem as common. So, um, because actually when I was doing more research on this, I was just like, oh, okay. You know, retractable bodkins, they must have been there all the time. It wasn't actually that many because they were very easily disprovable by somebody picking it up and, and jamming it um but 
it was um in the end it was sir walter scott who wrote about these uh, false bodkins um but it was more likely that it was just ill health warts circulatory issues scar tissues working being a peasant having poor health all of these things that are just going to cause you not to bleed properly or to, for you not to feel pain on top of these potential kind of fake retractable bodkins or blunted bodkins absolutely and it's uh it's worth noting also a uh, bit bit of a tw for this for uh just folks like skip ahead 15 seconds yep. um while it was you know women they had women traveling with them who worked in their group uh who were conducting these examinations the uh the popular theory of the day was that it was most common to find these uh these marks or these teats uh somewhere around a women's a woman's uh, secret parts language of the day um so to your point earlier oh yeah this is definitely them getting their rocks off and it's just disgusting um we don't know and i won't speculate uh on whether anything else went on but even just just skimming the surface that is traumatic enough and it's just awful so it's you know if they're going to look for things they're going to look in places where you know people are not necessarily going to be the cleanest or they're going to have bites or marks marks or, or warts or freckles or god knows what uh and it's just it's 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 quite quite nasty we'll be back with more hex positive after this brief sponsored break this episode is brought to you by portland button works do you like buttons of course you do have you ever had a great idea for one but just been like darn it if only i had the resources and equipment well fret no more portland button works is just what you need Portland Buttonworks creates custom pinback buttons in four different sizes, plus magnets, hand mirrors, and bottle openers. Download their templates and create your own designs, or use their Design-O-Matic for quick formatting. You can order just a few custom items for yourself or as gifts, or order in bulk for merch, table sales, or your own shop. And they are quick! The turnaround time for properly formatted submissions is one to three business days for most orders under 1,000 pieces. That is lightning fast. I've been getting buttons from Portland Button Works for years, and their quality is always top of the line. Ever wonder where the hex positive buttons came from? Well, now you know. And once you're done making your buttons, make sure you visit the PBW Witch Shop for a thoughtfully curated selection of witchcraft, magic, and occult-related zines. They've got books, buttons, tarot cards, and more. The collection has a refreshing emphasis on magic that relates to traditional and folkloric witchcraft, chaos magic, secular witchcraft, magical plants and herbs, queer witchcraft, politics and social justice witchcraft, and other non-Wiccan magic. There's a good chance they have exactly what you're looking for. Visit the main Buttonworks at portlandbuttonworks.com and check out the Witch Shop and Zine Distro at pbwwitchshop.com. Help support small business and get your buttons from Portland Buttonworks. Fighting fascism one button at a time since 2012. 
Since we're all heartily fed up with Amazon right about now, I've decided to open a small online witch shop on my WordPress. You can pick up copies of Grove Daughter Witchery, The Sisters Grimoire, and Pestlework, or shop for witchy goodies like banishing powder, witch web kits, and witchy buttons. You might even get a special surprise or two with your order. Go to brainagarin.wordpress.com shop to place your order today. And now, back to the show. So moving I mean, they're on looking from... in people's mouths as well. Sorry, Brie, I just yeah. we're just getting no, 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 go, about it. Please like, move on. Yeah, like they're they're looking inside people's mouths as well. Mm. So you know, there there was one guy. Um, I'll talk about him a little bit later. Uh, Lo, he was. I think this he was one of the turning points. Um, of when people were just like, hold on a minute. Um, you know, they were looking in people's jaws and stuff. And you know, how many of us have like bitten our lip or like you know via age just got like a small like sunspot or or something else like that like on the back of our necks or anything and it was just literally anything absolutely anything an ulcer anything yeah so stern started a rumor that um witches marks were made invisible because our buddy boy um john ghoul the vicar vicar oh yeah so he put this denouncement out and i'll i'll let Free talk about that because I don't have too many notes on that. Um, but actually, he'd put out this denouncement of going, you know, like warts and, you know, lesions are part of life. What are you on about? Um, Stern actually started saying, oh, well, only we can start looking for them because witches are able to now make the marks invisible because they know that we're looking for them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, we'll we'll touch uh, very quickly, I guess, on on John Gall, because, you know, we're here. Um, he comes into the story uh, like a year or so later. He's, he comes in around uh, 1646, like right toward the end of their career. And we have we still have to finish uh, Chelmsford and we have to get to Bury St. Edmunds and, and all that other stuff. But John Gall, like raise a toast to this guy. He was awesome. Uh, he heard about the stuff that they were doing, and he uh, actually visited a witch who was uh, imprisoned in her, her home village. I, I forget which one. Uh, awaiting the arrival of the witch hunters, because after a few months, you know, this is something people would do. These people, you know, they had a reputation and they said, oh, well, if we find somebody, you know, we'll just throw them in jail. And uh, we'll wait for these guys to come and examine them, such as their profession. So they'll they'll go and do that. Yes, yes. Approved by Parliament, they are. Yeah, no, don't think so. Uh, so Gaul visits this woman and uh, goes, you know, why are why are you in prison waiting for these guys? And she's like, well, you know, I've been accused of uh, of witchcraft, and uh, they have these 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 blokes who are going to uh, come and examine me. And Gaul hears about their uh, their methods and such like. And he, he subscribed more to the opinions of uh, a fellow by the name of William Perkins, who was also uh, very, very skeptical of 
you know, witch tests and, you know, the swimming tests and the pricking and all of that, and had already spoken out against uh, the activities of Hopkins and Stern uh, the year prior. Uh, but Gall is a vicar. He is someone with a great amount of public clout and uh, with with good public standing, you know, people trust this man. They listen to him. So he talks to this woman. He hears what's going on and he goes, oh, no, not on my watch. He gets up the pulpit on Sundays and starts preaching against these activities. And he's a vicar in a great Stoughton, uh, Stoughton, Stoughton, that's the one, uh, Stoughton's another dude we don't like, uh, Great Stoughton, uh, Stoughton in Huntingdonshire, and he uh, he gets up the pulpit and says, you know, these, these guys are, what, what's the saintly way of saying they're full of it, um, and this is, this is superstition, and this is not something that, uh, that Christians should be subscribing to, um, and it's getting people hurt. And we should not be giving in to hysteria and superstition in order to determine the guilt or innocence of people and so on and so forth. And he uh, he also publishes uh, this 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 piece, Select Cases of Conscience Touching Witches and Witchcraft. And uh, that goes all the way up to uh, the House of Parliament and they read it and go, oh, oh, oh oh, something must be done. And right about then is when their career starts to fall apart. So spoilers alert, uh, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. They they do uh, sort of get run out of town. It's not nearly as satisfying as we'd hoped for, uh, oh, but man. eventually they are forced to cease their activities when people start uh, questioning yep. their methods. Yep, because uh, there was also yeah. the, the swimming was a thing as well it wasn't just yes there's, there's this whole kind of like oh we're we're the granddaughters of the witches that you couldn't burn Ugh. and it's like uh, i think it's more like the witches you couldn't hang and or drown but i mean that doesn't really have the same effect really does it but yeah and also they weren't witches so i mean yeah yeah exactly yeah. i like the way that i just massively just skated over that because i was just like well i'm more interested than the fire part but also yeah the 500 they were they were not they may have been some of them may have been healers they may have been cunning folk but they were definitely not the modern interpretation of witches no no thanks margaret murray anyway so uh popping back over to uh the the testing and the, the witches marks the fake bodkins all of that uh the the watching the basically sleep deprivation and, yep. you know, there's also just just general rough treatment and meanness uh, that went along with that. And lots of leading questioning, lots of, you know, confusing stuff that would, you know, turn anyone's head around, especially if you hadn't slept in three days. Uh, and then, of course, there was the swimming test. Which uh, we, we should be fairly familiar with. They actually used it quite widely, but because of Stearns and Hopkins, it uh, it was outlawed. So take it away, Lazi. You know this one. Yeah. So it was. It was. So I will say that it was outlawed, but it still happened. So there were. Um, although I think it needs to be. Um, you've mentioned this before, Bree. The difference between illegal. A, a legal witch trial and an illegal witch trial. So illegal witch trials still happened um, increasingly in East Anglia, 
actually even after the initial kind of the rest of the UK had kind of just been like oh right okay we are gonna we're gonna chill out a bit now um they were a lot more superstitious um the theory was um after they had confessed under torture and sleep deprivation and just all kinds of horrible stuff um if they they would be tied to a chair and if they and were thrown into the the local like big pond or, or lake or whatever and if they sank then oh whoopsie daisy um we're really sorry but it's okay because their soul's going to go up to heaven um um but if they floated um or even remotely survived the incident they were clearly a witch so there was literally no you then would have had you survived the drowning of some sort by just happened to float then you would have been hung so there was literally no there, there was there was a trial but one of the mm-hmm. trials was basically an execution method yes um it is worth noting that the uh the swimming test wasn't like a hundred percent always fatal i mean no. hopkins no. and stern they 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 certainly employed the oh well she drowned a good christian woman thing um but they and others like them were also very uh very on about the public spectacle of hanging a witch so even if you know she was uh she was she was pulled out uh she may then still confess and she might still be hanged even if she passed the uh the swimming test so even passing it you know was not uh even if even if you didn't drown it wasn't a guarantee that you were off the hook that was not going to like fully prove you innocent because once they had gotten to that point where they were ducking you uh they were pretty much looking for any excuse so you know they would haul you out of the water and you know they they would still like if they could find a reason they yeah. were gonna but it was it was all about the spectacle and it was all about um the the drama and yeah it was just awful there's actually a famous case of uh of witch ducking that happened in virginia where i live and um you've all heard me mention uh uh, grace sherwood on the the last episode of the podcast and i also talked about her uh way 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 back in december of i want to say 2019 on the toil and trouble podcast hi tori uh and there's a, a very famous just account of how a local court could not find her guilty of witchcraft despite multiple accusations, which were absolutely like the product of public gossip and people just being jerks. Um, So they're like, fine, we'll give her a ducking and, you know, sure it's an outdated and, you know, not legally sound thing, but we're going to do it anyway. And, Oh, shoot. Oops, she floated. Okay, we'll we'll chuck her in prison for seven years and kind of let it slide. But again, that's that's something I'm going to talk about eventually because I absolutely love Grace Sherwood, who was also not a witch, uh, but she was uh, sort of gender non-conforming for the day and just an awesome awesome person. Yes. So swimming test, utter bupkis, um, complete bunk. Uh, very very rigged as with everything else they did yeah and um as i said uh people like perkins and gall uh were already going now the the swimming test is not 
you know, it, it's very obviously biased and it's, you know, it, it's, it's something that was used sort of as a form of punishment uh, legally in England, Scotland and, and elsewhere uh, for a while. Um, but, you know, suddenly it was this, this method for detecting witches and they're like, no, 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 this is, this is not going to, this isn't going to float. Ha. Uh-huh. Hopkins is sus. Yep. Hopkins is sus. sus. It's very, very sus. There are two imposters, Hopkins and Stern. Oh my God, yeah. So Chelmsford is a shit show. Four women die in prison. Nineteen are hanged, and it's just absolutely awful. But they get paid, so they don't care. It's just a bunch of women anyway. Who cares, right? Blech. So. Gross. So they move on. Uh, Stern says to Hopkins, wow, you uh, you've just made me a butt ton of money. Let's go into business together. And do you care if I lie about what we're doing? (laughs) No, no, that's half the business boy. So off they go and they sort of meander about the countryside, as we said, primarily in uh, in East Anglia. And they just kind of stop wherever they think looks wealthy enough to give them a decent payday where there's, you know, people around, they think they can pin things on. They visit a a number of counties. Of course they visit Essex, uh, Norfolk, Huntingdonshire, which is where uh, John Gall was based. Um, Cambridgeshire, Suffolk. I think they went to Bedfordshire at some point. And there was one more that is escaping me. Um, but yeah, they, they kind of ranged all over and they just sort of stopped wherever they like felt they could make a buck. And there's no real accounting of how many people they convicted and executed. Uh, we have the numbers that they claim, but those are obviously highly, highly suspicious. Um, yep. But it, it ranges from anywhere from like, a hundred people to close to 250 people, depending on which record you uh, choose to believe. But whatever the number is, it's just awful. Um, the other big trial they were uh, they were involved in was one of the trials that happened in uh, Barry St. Edmunds, which you mentioned earlier, Lozzie. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's um, it's technically Suffolk, but uh, the, there's a lot of so the East Anglia region has changed um, a lot geographically. Um, I mean, most of it was underwater for for a long time anyway. Um, but geographically, so when we're talking about like Cambridgeshire and Huntingdonshire and like you know some of these places, is a lot of overlap um, to to kind of where the borders are now. Um, but the main one was um, in Bury St. Edmunds. Um, they managed to get um, 18 people executed in one singular day. So this wasn't 18 overall. This was just 18 on one day. Um, I mean, how much of a bad guy have you got to be that in 1968, like Vincent Price plays you as the baddie i mean how evil have you got to be like it's just absolutely like oh yeah mm-hmm. and i've i've seen that film uh for those wondering um i believe the uh the uk title is the witch finders 
for the Witchfinder General and the uh, the American uh, title of the film was The Conqueror Worm. Uh, it's a fictionalized accounting of uh, the activities of Hopkins and Stern during their heyday. And it's, you know, it, yes, it's like early days of horror cinema. It's still very sort of hammer horror, uh, universal sort of, but it's still pretty harrowing, especially when you, you know, highly fictionalized, as I said, but when you, when you think of like, yeah, these were people, this, this actually halfway happened. This is based on true events. It's just kind of, it it does give one the shivers. Yes, it's, It's mm-hmm. yeah, because I think they were so in oh man, these these place names like I live in East Anglia, so I am definitely going to get like some side glances. Um Framingham, that was ten people, Hellsworth were eight people, Bramford was six people, Ipswich was six people, Copdock was four people, Hintlesham was four, Chattersham was five, Rattleston was five, Stonemarket was five. Wickham was five, Bacton was four, Clennam was nine, and um, Adelborough were, that was about seven. And it's not just these big cities they were targeting. You know, like if you've got a place that only holds about 10 families and you have murdered like four women, you've taken out half the population of that, of that particular, of that particular place. Um, I think the main one at Berry was um, Reverend John Lowe's. Hold on, I'm just going to double, triple check about that because I have just. Uh, I do believe you're right about that. He was the the vicar of Brandiston, right? Yes, he was. Yep, he was. So, yeah, I just wanted to fact check myself very quickly. Mm. Um, yeah, so Pastor Lowe's, he was a clergyman and that was really that was the final straw in the in the camel's back as it were because he was an 80 year old clergyman and he was subjected to the sleep deprivation walking around the you know witches marks and things and it's just like well hold on he's like he's 80 of course he's going to have liver spots and places like you know kind of neuropathy where he's not going to feel pain because you know he's like 80 in the middle of ages which is just bloody fantastic anyway so it's it's just it's it's also that but it's also a at what point did Barry St Edmund start to run out of money oh yeah there's that too and it's it's a bit of the uh the, the governor's wife thing from yep. Salem as well. It's like, you know, okay, well, we're we're not gonna raise too much of a fuss while they're, you know, persecuting and executing just like everyday people. But once they start kind of moving up the food chain a little bit, people start taking notice. And uh, I believe that there was actually a special court that was uh, put into session for the witches that were accused in uh, Bury St. Edmunds in 1645 uh, because some higher regional court had actually gotten wind of what was going on and, and went, hang on, this is an awful lot. 
you've already hanged 18 people in one day. That's, well, quite literally overkill. Let's yep. maybe send in some people who know what they're doing just so we can make sure that things are being conducted fairly and legally. Um, and they had already been warned about their activities and kind of gone, hey, you know, guys, we know what you're doing is like, not altogether okay, but we're going to let you alone for the moment. Uh, just, you know, kind of kind of keep your noses clean. They did not keep their noses clean. Yeah, um, yeah there was um, a parliamentary paper published um, after the Bury St. Edmunds trials in 1645. And I'm, I'm pulling from the Wikipedia article because this is just uh, such a raw quote um, that says, but whence it is that devils should choose to be conversant with silly women that know not their right hands from their left is the great wonder. They will meddle with none but poor old women, as appears by what we receive this day from Bury. Diverse are condemned, and some executed, and more like to be. Life is precious, and there is need of great inquisition before it is taken away. So the courts were already going, okay, these guys are way too zealous about this. They are literally killing people for no reason. They're basing this on superstition. They're not following proper legal procedures. Something must be done. Yeah, totally. And I mean, it was then getting to the point because um, although they had executed the 18 in one day, they actually, according to Stern, so again, this is this has got to be taken with a, a massive pinch of salt. Uh, according to Stern, there was actually 120 other people waiting to be executed, and um, 17 of those were were men. Um, and it was just like, and so they were sorry not to be executed for, for trials, which would then inevitably lead into execution. So they got to the point where they'd put 120 people into one small Cambridgeshire town yeah and they were just like this is absolutely like redonkulous absolutely redonkulous and earlier at the start it was just like okay Oliver Cromwell can't really be having you know taking out one of his rich Puritan parliamentary people in his own back garden but at the same time, it was now getting to the point where he's just like, I cannot let this carry on because this is getting absolutely ridiculous because it's just like, OK, mate, you're showing me up now. This is just awkward. Just, you know, and if Oliver Cromwell is telling you to calm down, I mean, the dude nearly cancelled Christmas. The dude nearly cancelled Christmas and he's telling him to calm down like, ouch. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, there were, like we said earlier, there are people like uh, Perkins and Gall who were like, you know, hey, this this is not OK. We are, no. you know, there are, there are various people sort of uh, talking about this from the pulpit and, uh, you know, saying, hey, this is this is not all right. These guys are charlatans. They're getting people killed. Uh, actually, in uh, in Norfolk at one point uh, in, I believe, in 1646, both Hopkins and Stern were questioned by the justices about uh, the uh, about the fees they were charging and their practices, which were, let's face it, basically torture. Um, they were asked if their 
methods of investigation and these things that they knew about how to find witches uh, did not, in fact, indicate that the finders themselves were also witches. It's oh, like, oh, collect, collective rap battle. Oh, wow. from the jury. It's like, well, how would you know so much about witches if you are not yourself a witch? Because, you know, sure, some of this comes from demonology, but a lot of this, you know, we only have from uh, checks notes you. Yeah. So if you know this, you can only know this uh, because you are also a witch. Hmm. So, yeah. Uh, the Hawkins like, well, don't protest too much. <laughs> oh yeah. So with all with all this knowledge, you know, do you also have uh, a secret? And you know, are you knowingly performing unlawful acts? Uh, and of course, they had to like adjourn for for whatever reason. Um, and rather quickly after that, uh, they decided. Eh, before the court reconvenes how about how's about we take our money and run yeah yeah we're just gonna say uh, guys look over there Whoop. hey look a distraction Whoop. <laughs> yes and they 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 fuck off to uh manning tree and bury saint edmunds respectively although why stern would have chosen to retire to a town where he had just killed uh, possibly upwards of a hundred people. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even like, because they, he, I don't think they got quite as far. Yeah, I mean, like, why would you retire in the place where you have put a hundred and twenty people in jail? Like, that's a hundred and twenty odd people. That's enough people to be like, you know what? I don't like you, dude. Like, yeah. And he lived like, well, not happily ever after, but relatively happily ever after. He, um, he lived longer than uh, than Hopkins did. He yeah. he lived long enough to sort of have a retirement. Yeah. Um, Hopkins went back to Manning Tree and died uh, either that year or the following year. Um, popular legend of the day uh, asserted that he was accused of being a witch himself, subjected to his own swimming test by angry villagers. And um, subsequently died of pneumonia. Now, as satisfying as that would have been, and believe me, it would have been so satisfying. Oh, yes. Unfortunately, it's not true. Uh, The historical record uh, seems to indicate that he probably died of tuberculosis, not a swimming test. Um, Although Drowning in your own lungs is uh, seems like poetic justice of it, of its own sort in a way. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, but he did write the discovery of witches that that gloriously long winded edge lord freaking thing, defending uh, their actions and their methods uh, before he died. And unfortunately, uh, Hopkins's grave has been destroyed. It's it's vanished from the historical record, so it cannot be used as a public toilet. Uh, oh but no, that's tragic. I, I was looking it up, I was just like, oh, I'm gonna need to locate where this is for reasons, reasons. <laughs> for legal reasons. That was a joke. Um, <laughs> for legal reasons, that was in fact a joke. It's not a joke. Did the, uh, the, the Eddie Izzard nod and shake your head? Yes, yes, no, 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 no. But yes. And now he's just like, I was like, oh, that's a shame. Uh, 
but uh, since since we can't piss on the man's grave, um, I think it's almost as satisfying that a couple of witches can sit here uh, during the month of Samhain and kind of roundly shit on his entire career and all of his ideas and everything he was and John Stern too. Uh, like like we said earlier, he also retired, published some stuff saying, you know, oh, we were totally justified in trying to make money off of other people's suffering. It was absolutely a godly mission. It wasn't a godly mission. They were a bunch no. of greedy no. bastards. Yeah. Uh, but yes, so he he dies a few years later. Good riddance to him as well. Yes, I I I, I may have to take a trip now into Bury St Edmunds um, around October. And go, hmm, I'm going to stand here in some kind of sus, angry 300 over billion year protest or something. I don't know. I'll haunt the shit out of it when I'm dead. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm pretty sure there's no law against drowning a couple of motherfuckers in effigy. So if you've got a bucket of water and a couple of poppets handy, I mean, there are worse things to do with your time. But meh. They're already dead, so screw them. Ah, <sighs> yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah. The the really unfortunate thing, just as a, a a quick wrap to to all of this, is that their uh their superstitions and their uh, assertions, because of their career and their popularity and the things they published, um, did make it into sort of the public record and the public consciousness. And yeah, they made their way to Salem. So, yeah, it's it's kind of gross uh, and a little disheartening, like looking back over the historical record and being like, okay, this trial, that trial, um, you know, this this person, that person, just the the works of singular people or small groups of people who had this amount of public influence um, that then make it into the record and is subsequently picked up by other people. And it's it's a bit like. Uh, you know, the, the blind reblogs and retweets and, and whatever you call them now, uh, where people just sort of share other people's information, regardless of whether it has proper sourcing or proof associated with it or anything. It's like, oh, well, this person who was in some vague sort of authority said this is true. Therefore, it is must be true. And let's uh, let's condemn some people because of it. You know, this is uh Unfortunately, not a new practice. (sighs) (laughs) Wait, mass spreading of misinformation leads to hysteria and, you know, like, I don't know, easily preventable deaths. Uh, Oh, goodness. Good thing there's not a modern parallel for that or anything. Oh, yeah. (sighs) Yeesh. Anyway, so that's uh, that's the trouncing. And it, I think it was quite a thorough trouncing. Um, yeah, we have line, trounced them thusly. Yes. And, and, and thus always to witch hunters. Uh, yeah. So Hopkins and Stern, utterly full of shit, not, you know, sent by Parliament, not sent by God, not sent by anything but their own prejudice and their own greed. Uh, so yeah. Uh, oh, this was 
basically. It's just like, yes. Yeah, it's just like, oh, oh we forgot. We did. Like, we did forget horror. to mention. We did forget to mention that uh, uh, that was John Stern's nickname. He was called the Witch Pricker, which is why I say he's a prick. Yes. It's just like, what's his like? Hopkins, arsehole. Stern, <laughs> prick. Prick. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, there's a there's a fun game for you. Listen to this episode again. Every time we say Hopkins, yell asshole. Every time we say Stern, yell prick. Yes. Make a drinking a game shot. out of it. It'll be fun. <laughs> no, don't take a shot. I will not be legally responsible for people ending up in like in yeah. the or any like I I drank along with Lozzie and Brie and then just like <laughs> I know my soul is dead. But yeah. <laughs> something yeah, has head. gone wrong something's gone wrong and pickled myself <laughs> pickled yourself uh, yes uh, well as always Lazzy darling it is always just great fun chit chatting with you uh, even if the council of sassy witches is convinced that if we're ever together in the same place something will go boom I'm inclined to agree with them actually this is yeah. this is too much awesome for one room but that won't stop us from trying once the global panini is over <laughs> yeah just yes yeah. there, there yes, will be yes. a <laughs> every sass witch will feel a feeling like a thousand screams <laughs> <laughs> i feel a disturbance in the force, force. <laughs> <laughs> oh no brie and lazi and annika have gotten together somewhere <gasps> The and then kaboom. <laughs> Did everyone else just feel a chill? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that's why we're all on like the the points of an equilateral triangle, sort of yep. around the globe, just about. You're you're over in the UK. I'm on the east coast. Annika's on the west coast, and it's like, yeah, we we need to keep these two apart. Or these three rather, because this is this is this is too much. A trifecta of doom, as it were. <laughs> it's too much power. Yes. <laughs> power. <Yeah. laughs> uh, I've suddenly turned into bro. I'm blessed. This is brilliant. My poor other half. He's just gonna be like, what the, what? Why is she yelling Flash Gordon? Actually, to be fair, bless him. I don't think he'd even notice. I don't think he'd blink. <laughs> He's just like, oh, okay, it's Sunday evening. She's just shouting. Lazzy's shouting things again. Oh, yeah. Typical Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My poor, my poor Hamlet, bless him. They're just like. Look at me. We have very patient partners, you and I. They just kind of go, oh, yep, they're at it again. Yeah, it's literally just like. Oh, well, Par for the video. course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, I really think I'm going to have to do more of these uh, sort of history of type episodes because, you know, not only are they like great amounts of fun, but I mean, we're discussing this before we uh, before we started recording. But judging by the response to uh, the September 1st episode to Witchcraft and the Law. We're we're recording this like a week after Labor Day. And I'm already seeing download numbers I don't usually see until like a full month later. So y'all really like your history. Yes. Uh, 
I guess I'm going to have to put my witch story and hat on more often. Oh, what a shame. Tragic. <laughs> yeah, utterly tragic. Utterly tragic. <laughs> and it's an excuse to bring you around more often because you're also great fun. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. Oh, my God. I <laughs> tried not to fangirl so hard. I, I did better this time. I was very proud of myself. <laughs> well, if it's any consolation, I fangirl now. just as hard over you. Because I, I think you're precious. <laughs> Witching with ADD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I'm just like, oh well, you know, I've got some rosemary. Yeah, I got some clear quartz. I'm just gonna move a pile of crap out of the way. <laughs> yeah. I've cast my circle in cleanliness. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, it's just. If you've made a way. circle with a pile of laundry before, you know what we mean. Yes. Well, Lazi, before we go, uh, do tell the lovely people where they can find you because they're going to want to. Yes. So I am um, actually starting a new I'm, I'm trying to separate some out of my witchy stuff out. So I am actually now found at Bihexual History um, on the TikTok, the the Twitters and uh, I hang around on the Nerd Entire Discord like all the time a disproportionate amount so come and say hi and the the sass witch con oh my god a witch con was just amazing massive shout out to the sass guys whoop, whoop. um yeah there we go oh my god yes yeah. sass con was freaking amazing i i absolutely cannot wait until the next one and y'all will be hearing about this again like the minute they have some other event i promise you will be screaming about it um, yeah, and the recordings are available. Um, yes. Well, they're, they're, yes. So you can. I still think at the time of recording this, um, the getting the tickets for the recorded videos were still possible. So check yes. it out. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely, positively. Uh, you can look them up at awitchcon.com if you are interested. Uh, you can also look up a witch con or sass witch con on facebook uh they are just an absolutely fabulous wonderful bunch of people i am so blessed to know them and uh yeah definitely come and join us on the nerd and tie podcast discord uh it's just a rollicking good time you can go to nerdandtie.com slash discord for the invite lazi and i are there all the time as are a bunch of other truly wonderful people including the ever lovable curmudgeon trey dorn from our sibling podcast bs free witchcraft so if you want to talk to us and a bunch of other fun people uh by all means join us on the discord it is a good time so happy Samhain everyone i will be back a little later in the month with some other fun bonus episodes for you of course we have the uh, second installment of the listener ghost stories coming up that's going to be so much fun i'm getting chills just reading through what's in my inbox like now and submissions uh are going to run through the end of september uh by the time you're hearing this it's going to be october so they're closed but uh there's lovely, lovely stories this year, and I cannot wait to share them with all of you. So until next time, this is Bree and Lozzy reminding you to stay safe, wash your hands, get vaccinated if you can, and practice your best cackle. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
<laughs> right. Hex Positive is a proud member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Check out everything they have to offer, including our sibling podcast, BS Free Witchcraft, over at nerdandtie.com. Intro and outro music by Kevin McLeod. For all the latest updates, follow at hex underscore podcast on Twitter. You can also follow me at at Brina Garin on Twitter and Instagram. For more information on my books, you can check out my WordPress and my Amazon author page. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit patreon.com slash Stay safe, wash your hands, and remember, always practice safe hex.